Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and best practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve. Let's see what the buzz today is. Interesting. Listen up. <clears throat> the buzz. I have a, an article I found on cloudtp.com. This will set us up nicely. Choices that organizations make will saddle them for years to come. Creating the right mix of resources, and we're talking about technology here, is crucial to putting your organization on a path for success in the future. I want to say amen to that. So what are we talking about today? Very interesting topic. New technologies enable business processes that are leaner than ever. And you all know, our global listening audience, that you want your business to run lean, efficiently, flexibly, fluidly. You want to be agile. But the challenge is selecting the right mix. That can be complex, as I mentioned in this quote. We have a panel of three experts from Deloitte today. They're going to share their insights on how emerging digital tools, and they're going to talk about one in particular, Deloitte's digital invoice processing solution. As an example, how these digital tools can help break the limitations of standardized technology products, and you all know what that is, to support all the good stuff you want in your business, innovation, agility, simplicity, and of course, the goal is a built-to-evolve kinetic enterprise. So stick around for the next hour to learn about the kinetic enterprise digital enablers. I am Bonnie D. Graham, as the gentleman just said, and it's now my privilege to welcome three panelists. I'll say their names, and then I'm going to ask them each to introduce themselves so we get to know them, and then we'll go through and see what they have to say. So first up in a moment, you'll be hearing from Serena Chen. Joining her is her colleague Zohair Nimachwala, and joining them is Hussein Wag. All three are with Deloitte. Welcome to my esteemed panelists. Good morning. It's early here, 9 a.m. on the East Coast. I don't know where you're calling from. Serena Chen, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Please tell us all about what you do and what your role is at Deloitte. Go ahead, Serena. Sure. Thank you, Bonnie, for having me. Um, it is a great pleasure to be here sharing my two cents about Kinetic Enterprise. Um, I joined Deloitte roughly two years ago and have my background on uh, supply chain strategy, process development, and operation optimization. Um, I support the various of the clients, mainly in life sciences, on their digital transformation journeys. Uh, prior to Deloitte, I was uh, working at Tesla as a process engineer. To be honest, I am uh, actually pretty new in this whole cloud world, and I would love to share my own journey today about how to become and keep up as a tech-savvy professional in this ever-changing tech world, and, and uh, maybe some... Also, some observation that I made over the course of my career uh, from those digital uh, transformation journey that I've participated. Thank we you. look forward to that. Thank you, Serena. Always, always glad to hear people embracing tech the way you do with such enthusiasm. Wonderful to have you and stick around. We're going to go around the table slightly and we're going to have Zohair Nimachwala introduce himself. Zohair, welcome. Talk to us. Who are you? Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, good morning. And welcome, everyone, to this show. Um, uh, my name is Zohir Nimachwala. I'm a leader in the SAP on cloud practice at Deloitte. Uh, I have uh, over two decades of experience with SAP technologies, uh, more than five years with cloud technologies. Uh, it's been a wonderful journey uh, seeing 
the digital transformation that's going on all around us. Uh, I help organizations with their cloud, SAP, and digital strategies, and I bring several years of uh, experience with helping the C-suite at uh, large organizations um, and uh, strong skills in areas of leadership and management. Thank you very much. Pleasure to have you, Zohair. Looking forward to your insights on enabling technologies. Thank you. And now let's go to our third panelist, Hussein Wag. Hussein, welcome, and tell us all about what you do and what's going on with you. Thank you so much, Bonnie, and good morning to everyone who is listening on this podcast. Uh, happy to share my experiences uh, with all of you. Uh, I'm Hussein Wag. I'm part of the Deloitte's uh, Source to Pay practice uh, and have been working with Deloitte uh, since over nine years, so I, I know uh, a lot of uh, details of, of how uh, Deloitte or any typical uh, consulting company works uh, to the best of the customer service. Uh, I have around total 14 years of experience to share um, with, with all of you today. Uh, my focus area being supply chain technology and process integration. I serve uh, uh, numerous global customers uh, in my experience uh, for their technical technology implementation, and uh, also have experience with uh, uh, overall sourcing and procurement applications. Uh, my Another main focus area is integration of these technologies, and uh, I'm very passionate about uh, the digital procurement and how the technology, uh, especially the latest trends in the, the technology, is enabling digital procurement. Thank you very much, Hussein. Pleasure to have you. This is the part of the show for those who are newcomers to Kinetic Enterprise. This is the part of the show where I have asked my panelists to send me a quote from a book, a movie, a song, a famous person that is not specifically about our topic, and then in their own words, they're going to relate it to the topic. This is how we find out what this all means to them. So Serena Chen has sent me a quote from a gentleman I didn't know anything about, Serena. Carl Schurz, Carl Christian Schurz, 1829 to 19. He was a German revolutionary and an American statesman, journalist, and reformer who emigrated to the U.S. in 1849. Very interesting. He represented Missouri in the U.S. Senate and was the 13th U.S. Secretary of the Interior. That's quite a career. Here is this absolutely beautiful quote from Carl Schurz. Ideas are like the stars. We never reach them. But like mariners, we chart our course by them. Serena, this is a gorgeous quote. What does it have to do with, we're talking about today, digital enablers and technology? Tell me. Well, I, I think it has a lot to do with it. And then everything starts with an idea from zero to one. Um, and and it's really interesting the way I found this quote. Uh, if, you know, any of the listeners are, uh, you know, living in New York City like I do, uh, you probably know Karshuk Park in the Upper East Side. Um, when I visited the, the park with my friends, that's when I learned about this man and this quote. And really, Karshuk himself, being an immigrant, really lived up to this quote. And I think somehow this applies to the current world, too. Ideas is the start of everything, and, and, and also the hope and energy it gives us can really make a difference in our life. You know, some ideas are easy to reach, but, uh, but some others, you know, some other crazy ones, um, we may not even be able to see its maturity in our own life. And, you know, one crazy one that I have is to live in a different planet. <laughs> There's still a lot of technical problems to be answered. 
Um, but, you know, somehow this idea really di- directed my career into this whole technology world. That's fascinating. I've never heard anybody say they want to live on another planet. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, <laughs> funny you should say that, Serena, because we're going to be talking about cloud today. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. of the, the stars and the cloud and uh, the cloud from a tech standpoint. Uh, do you have an idea of wh- which planet you wanted to live on? Well, I think the human hasn't really clearly defined that there's a, a, a place that we are, that's okay for us to live. But I think we can start with Mars. Okay. I had a feeling. <laughs> I like red. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Serena. Delighted to have you and uh, appreciate, appreciate your quote selection. Let's go to Zohar Nimachwala. And Zohar sent, a, sent us a quote from Henry David Thoreau, 1817 to 1862. He was an American essayist, poet, and philosopher, a leading transcendentalist, a man ahead of his time, best known for his book, Walden, a reflection upon simple living in natural surroundings. Very interesting. Here's the quote, success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. I like that somewhere. So here, talk to me. How does this relate to our topic today in your own words, please? Well, I stumbled upon this quote uh, a few years back, and it has stuck with me, honestly, Bonnie. Um, and, and initially, the reason it stuck with me was because, um, you know, growing up, I used to uh, hear from my dad that there are no shortcuts in life. And, mm. uh, you know, Focus and hard work is what gets you there. And when I when I looked at it, I said, you know, it, it immediately resonated with me and the the things that I had heard growing up. And um, the second thing is the the way it relates to this is uh, if you look at what we are talking about today, you know, about continuous evolution, uh, success is not uh, just a point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's not like you can reach a, a certain stage and say, oh, I'm successful and then and, and, uh, things are done now. Well, you, you mm-hmm. have to continue to evolve, you have to continue to strive, you continue to work hard uh, and continue to focus. And I think that's the reason why this quote um, resonates so much with me, uh, you know, in my own life journey and in how organizations cannot just, uh, you know, sit on their laurels. Uh, they have to continue to evolve. They have to continue to compete. They have to continue to innovate, and they have to continue to serve their customers. And I think that's what eventually uh, success is going to mean for them, uh, not a point in time, but a continuous evolution. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up because that is the title of this series, The Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve. Very well done. Thank you so much, Zohair. And I'm going to move one more slot around the table to one more seat, and Hussein Wag is waiting. And Hussein has sent us a quote from General George S. Patton. Uh, he lived from 1885 to 1945, a general of the U.S. Army who com- commanded the U.S. 7th Army in the Mediterranean Theater of World War II and the U.S. 3rd Army in France and Germany in June 1944. Um, interestingly enough, he first saw combat in 1916's Pancho Villa Expedition, which was America's first military action using motor vehicles. I didn't know that. Here is the quote Hussein has selected. If everyone is thinking alike, then some Somebody isn't thinking. Hussein, I love this. It's it makes so much sense. Tell me, how did you come across this quote, and what does it have to do with our discussion today about digital enablers? Please. 
Absolutely, Bunny. I think uh, the best part of this quote is its simplicity. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, it has such a deep meaning, and and you can interpret uh, the the meaning of it in so many uh, uh, ways that itself is very innovative. Uh, so I think the what it's basically pointing out to is uh, thinking out of the box. No matter in which field you are uh, operating, no matter what you are trying to achieve, thinking out of the box is is very very important. And I think uh, that's the seed for any idea. Uh, while we are making complex decisions or even simple decisions uh, for either business or our personal lives, I think uh, uh, you know we are sometimes constrained by uh, what our environment is and what people have been doing in the past and and so on. Right. So sometimes we limit our ability or even a need to think out loud. Uh, and and uh, in in every situation we must think uh, at least present multiple ideas, multiple options. Is there a new way to do something? Is there a better way to do something? Uh, and I think that's that's what it, it all talks about. Uh, the idea and especially an environment to present that idea is what drives innovation today, especially in the business environment, right? So I even try to practice this code by trying to be intuitive, uh, trying to challenge myself uh, to mm-hmm. find better solution for, the, for my customers. And, uh, uh, yeah, always asking why not. Interesting. Why not? And how do people respond to that why not? Oh, it, 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 uh, it is actually so many ways they can respond. So sometimes they will challenge you. Sometimes they will bring the best out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they will uh, present a counter argument, which itself is a new idea, right? So it, it all uh, sets the stage uh, for uh, continuing discussion and, and uh, bringing out more and more ideas. That's ideas, possibility, and I think that leads to innovation, doesn't it, Hussein? The idea of why not? Absolutely. And, and I know that in the notes the three of you sent me, somebody sent me something that said Deloitte knows how to ask the right questions of your clients or your prospects. That sounds like a really great question. Why not? Opens up the world. Thank you so much, the three of you, for your wonderful quotes. I think we're going to dive into our roundtable on the topic right now. It's, it's way too soon to take a break. So I'm just going to dive in. I'll tell my listeners that I've asked our panelists, who are very forthcoming with their wonderful knowledge and their ideas and their insights on on this topic, I've asked them to send me some discussion statements uh, that will mold our conversation here today. By the way, we are live. This is Voice America World Talk Radio, and if you're just tuning in, this is the Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve presented by Deloitte, and our topic today is digital enablers. We're talking about new technologies. People sometimes call them disruptive technologies. We have three wonderful panelists, Serena Chen, Zohair Nimachwala, and Hussein Wag, all with Deloitte. And I'm so happy. I have to do a shout out to a couple of people behind the scenes who put the show together and work very hard for this. We have Malia Aguilar, we have Carla Neal, and we have Helen Thomas. So thank you to the three of you. I know Malia is listening. Serena, I'm going to, I'm looking at your statements here and I'm going to read a little bit from your first one. I think this is a really nice place to start, a really savvy place to start. So you say digital technologies continue to drive business innovation. Early on, the focus was primarily on the value chain. However, we're now in the midst of platform-based business models and seeing the beginning of digital ecosystems becoming the key of business success. And that's what we're all about is business success. Serena, why don't you develop this, talk a little bit about it, and then I will ask Zohair and Hussein to chime in with their own thoughts on this topic. Go ahead, Serena Chen. Yep, sounds good. Um, So 
I, you know, when I when I think about the statement, and also I, I think about the topic that we're talking about today, digital enablers. Um, you know, when we ask ourselves, what are the digital enablers and how it is going to support my business? I think, um, you know, nowadays people are all trying to be, you know, more tech savvy, leveraging the best of the digital enablers in the market. To be honest. It's hardly possible to call yourself uh, your your business tech savvy without a ecosystem, without a clear path of the evolution of the system itself. You know, although the technology that underpin the business system are changing fast, but they've been around for some time. You know, technology like the cloud, APIs, RPAs, analytics, and modular architectures, etc. I think the real challenge here is to imagine the possible digital equal system to support your business model and to analyze each piece of, you know, technologies in detail um, and, and find the best way to harmonize and balancing them in your enterprise so that you can bring out, you know, the best of value of all. Um, after all, I think the, the, the total value is not just simply to sum it up together, but somehow one plus one is not equal to two, and sometimes it can be bigger than two. Very interesting. And what I love about what you just said, Serena, is you use the word imagining the possible digital ecosystem. That goes back to, I think, what Hussein was just discussing about his quote, why not? I love this. Very forward thinking. Thank you, Serena. Let's see what Zohair has to say about this. Zohair comments on what Serena just shared with us, and then I'll, I'll get around to Hussein. Zohair? Sure. Yes. Uh, well, and I think, um, look, we, we work with uh, large organizations every day, um, you know, innovative organizations um, cannot just say, okay, I'm going to digitize this one particular process or I'm going to do this particular thing in a, in a particular niche area and, and say, oh, you know what, we are, we are digitized. They have to build an ecosystem. They have to organize around it. Uh, they have to think through what is their strategy. And the, the business transformation that uh, these digital ecosystems can bring to the table are just fascinating. And if, if we look around us and look at enterprises that have transformed themselves or have brought new and innovative technologies to the forefront, uh, we'll recognize that they have, um, you know, these digital ecosystems behind the scenes uh, which they worked really hard to build with a with a very creative mindset, and that's what allows a very easy, simple, uh, yet innovative experience for the end customers. And I think that's what is so transformative about this idea. It takes the complexity and mm -hmm. puts it behind the scenes, um, makes it transparent to the end customers, and it just allows for a for a easy interface to the customer, and it gives them a really meaningful experience. And I think that's what is important, and that's what is so creative about these digital enablers. Thank you. Interesting insights. Let's get Hussein Wag to join us. Hussein, thoughts on what we're discussing right now, please. Yeah, so I'll try to give a little uh, additional perspective on and building upon what Serena and Zohir just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So enabling these, we're talking about enabling these technology, but 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 the part where you or uh, the organization has to select the uh, the technology, that itself is a very complex process. 
So based on the industry uh, and the scale of the business, uh, investing in the right technology at the right time is very, very important, and, and it's, it's the, uh, the buzzword of today. Uh, that is what can really uh, help a business keep uh, agile and kinetic. The key challenge that we typically see when we work with various customers is that uh, the customers don't have a clear path or clear visibility uh, to, to realize or even calculate the value uh, on, on their technology investment and even technology adoption. They don't know how to do that, right? So as such, they, they may lag behind to enable the current technologies, and, and hence they, are, they might be missing out on, on a lot of opportunities to keep themselves agile. So, you know, in day-to-day in -day, uh, uh, work, uh, we at Deloitte, we try to, to focus on uh, uh, educating the customers and mm -hmm. helping them see a clear path for their technology adoption. Thank you very much. Great conversation around the table. Serena, you started this. Anything you want to add before I move on? Um, I, I think I really like what um, Hussein just said. And, and also, you know, going back to the original question, he said, why not? So mm -hmm. I, digital ecosystem, I think, really supports the business ecosystem, which I think is very, very, I guess, like an old term for a lot of uh, business people out there. Um, and, and in order to support that business ecosystem, you want to involve your customer, your developer, your own employees, and your suppliers, your uh, you know distributors, everybody in your value chain to be part of this whole digital ecosystem um, building process. Um, I, I think that's just one, one last thing that I want to mention. Thank you very much. Good conversation around the table. So here, I'm looking at your notes here, and I want to get right down to an example of what we're talking about. So let me read a little bit, and then you can take over, and we'll go around the table. You say, organizations, this is a reality check, organizations have been struggling with automating manual and mundane processes for a long time. Okay, that's the historical, what the problem is. I guess the the question to that one, according to saying, is why? Why have they been struggling? And Zohar says, these processes cause frustration. Frustration, confusion, delays that ultimately result in lost business opportunities. And now let's take a look at the example of invoice processing. So here, would you like to take us through this and talk about how enabling digital enablers, enabling technologies are helping to get rid of these frustration, confusion, delays, and lost business? Go ahead, Zohair. Sure. Uh, when we talk about uh, digital enablers and the digital ecosystem that Serena was referring to earlier, um, there are essentially two parts to this uh, digital enablement process. Um, there is process transformation and then bringing new and transformative services to the market. Um, process transformation essentially is changing the way you do business, right? Your, your, uh, your manual processes, you convert them into uh, more interactive, more workflow-based processes, um, whereas the, the service transformation that I'm referring to is bringing new and innovative services. So, for example, um, you know, if you look at the, uh, the simple, you know, washing machine that, that uh, has been around for the longest time, right? And now with digital technologies, you can have these uh, washing machines connected to the Internet and downloading um, you know, updated software so that it can give you, you know, more efficiencies or more machine cycles or, you know, different transformations 
uh, that were not in, uh, possible in the past, right? Uh, it allows uh, appliance manufacturers to do that. So uh, now if we take that and, and convert it into what would it take to uh, transform these mundane, everyday processes into something innovative, what we did at Deloitte is we said, why not mm-hmm. look at these enabling technologies, you know, cloud, uh, AI, machine learning, um, RPA, take these and build it into a solution that we can showcase transforms uh, an existing manual process. And we said, what's, what's, a, what's a good example of a manual process still out there? And, and we said, uh, look at invoice processing. You know, a, a paper-based or an electronic invoice comes in, it goes through 15, 20, 25 processes, sometimes even more uh, when, when there is, um, you know, exceptions involved. And it can be a very challenging problem to solve uh, for a accounts payable organization. And so we looked at cloud, we looked at all these different technologies that are available through the cloud, um, and we said, let's solve this problem. And we came up with this great innovative solution, which allows, uh, in a lot of cases, to do touchless, touchless invoice processing. Mm. Um, and and um, it just solves this problem uh, even in organizations that have been doing and processing invoices for decades and decades, um, it solves a huge problem, a huge challenge for them. This is what we believe enabling technologies are, and this is what we believe can enable a business's uh, digital transformation journey. Thank you. Great example, and I think it's an example of how companies like yours are listening. Isn't that what it all comes down to? So here you're listening, and you are asking the question internally, why not, why can't we solve that problem? I like that a lot. Let's get Hussein to chime in on this. We're talking about digital invoice processing solution as an example, Hussein, of enabling technologies, digital enablers, disruptive technologies being put together, packaged, if you will, to create a solution that will help businesses. So, uh, Hussein, what do you have to add on this, please? Sure. I'd uh, deep dive a little bit on on the details of it, again, uh, using this as an example of how we can bring uh, and and marry the different technology available to us to, uh, to create a very simple-to-use solution focus completely on solving the problem of the customer in a very, very simple and effective way. So uh, like Zohar said, uh, we came up with this innovative idea of uh, around the invoice processing uh, um, uh, area where we used the Amazon Web Services, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, we, we leveraged the machine learning model and the data conversion uh, model and uh, uh, join it with uh, the SAP Cloud Platform the SAP Cloud Platform serves as a, u- a single uh, user interface for the accounts payable department to process the invoice uh, very much touch- touchless, and, and uh, we applied a number of business tools to automate the entire process uh, so that the typical uh, uh, tasks which are done manually, like making a phone call, to get the the correct accounting, uh, like uh, making a phone call to the supplier, uh, et cetera, 
uh, all these or or even getting an approval uh, for certain uh, uh, payments all these can be automated in a single uh, user interface uh, and then we take this sap cloud platform based user interface and connect it to the core uh, sap's erp system so if you see here uh, three different uh, technology platforms are uh, combined but the beauty of it is the in, is in its integration when we talk about the actual execution even though it may sound a lot of technology involved but the actual execution from a user point of view is very very simple at the click of a button the invoice is uploaded all the validations are done uh, additional business rules are applied and the invoice is ready to be processed in one single click we can also take it further to completely make it uh, touchless if everything is in place uh, i would also like to mention certain innovations why this is 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 really different from any other uh, market products available the innovation in is in its integration we used a technology called as odata service uh, which allows no failure point in the entire uh, process right from scanning of the invoice to posting of the invoice uh, and no data duplication effort is required uh the innovation in its implementation is because it's truly a plug and play solution uh if if a customer uh, wants to uh, implement the solution it's very very easy and fast to implement without any complex uh, technical uh, assistance required uh all the business rules are pre-configured so that uh, you know there is no need of configuring and and uh, discussing all the industry standard rules are applied and uh, the mo- model is de- designed around the cloud services so so that uh, uh, the, the customer does not have to invest in any of the technology and the entire product can be uh, 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 implemented without spending a single dollar thank you very uh, much even okay in- you go ahead mhm yeah just to conclude that even in the the innovation is in in its application maintenance because uh the entire application maintenance is uh covered in the actual cost uh, so there's no need of spending any additional dollar and the entire uh change is is resided in a single place so that it makes it very easy and agile to to adopt to any new requirements Thank you very much. Let's go around the table to Serena. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Hussein. Uh, Serena, join us. Thoughts on what's on the table? We're talking about invoicing. We're talking about one-button click. We're talking about innovations. We're talking about the answer to why not. Serena? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. Um, I'd like to echo what Hussein and Zohair just said and also want to stress the part of the start of everything, the, how to ask the right question and lead the right conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we originally when we have this idea of you know that the um, the fact that people are struggling with the invoice processing uh, uh, the, the whole workflow, we surveyed around our clients you know ask those business leaders to survey their own employees and also ask those employees to you know go around and ask your suppliers you know what are the challenges and what are you struggling with when you process your invoice when you communicating. Um, you know, uh, in, in this workflow. And they get back to us with a lot of, you know, their own challenges from different um, different parties and different levels. And so that's why we, I, I think, 
because we were asked the right question and we got the right feedback. And then we were thinking, okay, if people are struggling using the current technology that they have, what are the things we can do to solve this? And sometimes, you know, it's, it's not about, um, it's not about whether we have technical capability. It's about whether we can leveraging the existing capability and, you know, have the best use of everything. Um, that's why, you know, when Zuhair and Hussein were discussing about this, I think we come up with this idea of having the existing technologies but use, you know, the, the um, better use of, uh, to have a better use of it. Um, and and I think I, I I'd like to you know go back to the original idea that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge is really about harmonizing and balancing everything in this whole ecosystem, and also about selecting and choosing the right technology. And as you can see, I think a lot of the you know cloud uh, product and the services uh, that's providing by the existing technology that Zohair and Hussein just mentioned in this solution is. It's something very familiar to everybody, I think. It's nothing that's too surprising or some technical capability you've never heard of. Um, you know, in this case, the right, um, to choose the right product and piece them together. I think mm-hmm. that's really what this is about. Thank you. Great insights. Zohair, you started this part of our conversation. Anything you'd like to say back to Serena, uh, to Hossein, or anything you'd like to add to what you originally said? Zohair? Sure. Uh, thanks, Bonnie. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I'd go back to the, the idea around digital transformation, uh, right? And and uh, our objective as we set off on this journey was to try and balance two things. One is look at a, a challenge. Uh, we talked about process transformation. So we said, how do we transform this particular process? And the other was, how can we do this that in a way that enables an organization's digital transformation. Remember the idea of the digital ecosystem that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. um, in, in this conversation. Um, the, the, that particular idea, we wanted to marry those two things and say, bring a challenge, bring a digital ecosystem to the table. And guess what? With cloud technologies um, that have come up in the last few years, uh, you know, something like this would not have been possible before that, right? Um, so uh, we took that, we said, you know, uh, AI, machine learning, um, RPA, these are things that are enabling today's digital enterprise, uh, but are enabling it in a way that has been transformed by the cloud. It's easy to procure, uh, and so we were able to piece all these different technologies together with the enablement of the cloud, and this allows any enterprise to leverage that digital ecosystem uh, and bring an innovative and creative solution for their employees. Uh, it gives it gives them an opportunity to create a meaningful experience for their you know, own internal employees. It gives them an opportunity to give a meaningful experience to their suppliers. Mm-hmm. And so that was so that that's what's so exciting and fascinating about this is that we have created an example of how these enabling technologies uh, can help uh, today's enterprise and they can take that and apply it in so many different areas. 
that's, Thank that's you. what's really exciting about this. Thank you. I, I like the, the inclusion of the word excitement and exciting. That's what it's all about. Technology is an exciting field. I started out as a mainframe programmer probably before any of you were born, and I was so excited to be coding and doing work for an entire uh, community college division of a state out west in the United States, and the idea of putting to, using technology to automate, to streamline, to give people an easier way to do their jobs and understand what was happening in their business system was, I have to tell the three of you, it was exciting even back then. We're talking the days of the Xerox Sigma 6 CP5 coding in COBOL and then an IBM 4341 and PL1 and understanding how to make things happen with technology, mm-hmm. how to... It, it, it yep. just at, and Serena, we will get to your journey because I've just shared a little bit about mine, but I can't tell you the excitement when I could code 2,000 lines and it worked on the first pass through the computer and the reports were coming out and people were saying, this is what we wanted to know. And that this excitement goes back to the early days. I'm not giving you a year, but you could probably guess. So when I mentioned Key Punch, you could probably guess. Hussein, I'm looking at some of your statements here. We've covered a lot uh, about uh, the invoice process solution, but there's something very human here in one of your statements you sent me, Hussein, that I'm going to read and ask, let's just go around the table on this one and talk about the human side of technology. So you say, when businesses provide a platform for enabling technology adoption, which we've been talking about, here's what I want to talk about. You say, it creates passion to innovate and the free flow of technology ideas. And then you say, we can see ideas flowing where one tech group can leverage the benefits of the other. And the key word here is to co- innovate. Hussein, can you take us a little bit through the excitement or the passion or the the free flow? I think our audience listening around the world would appreciate that aspect because that's the underpinnings of what we're talking about today. Hussein, start us off, please. Thank you, Bonnie. So I think uh, it it basically points to the human aspect of, of technology, like you rightfully said. And we talked about that a little bit in in various uh, conversations. It's about when an organization enables technology, what is the impact on ideas, on innovation, on people, and the user experience, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's very important to realize that um, the traditional model of the technology investment was that you identify a need uh, to solve a particular problem or to uh, upgrade to a particular uh, uh, technological solution uh, and then decide to invest in that technology. However, I think that the trend is changing now very fast that uh, once the business or the organization makes the technology available in the rightful way, in, in a uh, calculated way, that Technology can drive new innovation, which was not really realized as a need. But then, uh, you know, that's that's a whole uh, baseline idea that once you make the technology available to your people, they will make the best use of it because there's such a lot of talent and such a lot of ideas mm-hmm. uh, uh, that can flow uh, around these technologies. You will see new products, new tools, which either solve uh, uh, the, the customer problems or your organization's uh, complex problems or even make their day-to-day life uh, better and smarter. I think so that's uh, the whole uh, human aspect about technology. Thank you. Good start to this part of our conversation. Serena, I think you want to talk about your journey and this might be a good place. So talk to me. Yes, for sure. Um, 
Uh, thanks, Bonnie, for sharing your own uh, your own journey. It's so interesting. You know, you worked in as a developer in mainframe, but now um, you know work in the digital media industry. Um, it actually kind of reminds me of one of the engagements that I'm in. Um, the CIO that I met, he actually started, you know, from the warehouse. You know, literally moving those parts around and delivering to the you know production line, um, and 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 this is really kind of inspired me to think about, you know, how our career journey can be impacted by technology. And, um, you know, to whoever that's listening, maybe you have a lot of experience um, in technology. Maybe you are just getting started. Um, I, I think maybe, you know, my, my own cloud learning path can, you know, can be a good example on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first opened my own door at cloud, um, I was introduced to a whole new world. Um, I'd say, you know, coming from a supply chain background, I understand business process um, in a high level. And, and really the, the process and the business logics in the cloud platform are very similar to or, or familiar to a lot of people. But the ways of working and the ways of um, operationalizing your, your business are completely changed. Um, initially, you know, I, a few years ago, I didn't really take cloud too serious. I, you know, but once I started for my um, for those products or those services provided and really get into the nitty-gritty of all services. I was amazed. And I was really thinking, why would anyone not want to use it? It's so simple and easy and also so cheap, too. And then after that, I continued to expand my cloud knowledge into the other cloud service provider. Um, and then I learned the difference uh, between each company and the, how the company's value can actually make a difference in the product and services that they provide. And then, you know, um, some focus on being more cost-effective, some focus on, um, you know, easy to implement. But I think one of the most important, sometimes maybe, you know, the most important, is the success always comes from the customer-centric. Um, mm-hmm. If you choose to be customer-centric when you develop your product, um, that's, how, you know, you will know that this will be successful, more popular among the customers if you understand the demand. Um, and, and really empowering the people and let your own employees or maybe, you know, each of you who's, who's listening right now, encourage yourself to pursue a deeper understanding of the te- technology. And, you know, but, but surely to keep a clear mind or a clear purpose um, that when you learn something new, you know, when you put yourself in the different shoes, thinking through this product services, remember to summarize it with a statement of how it can be applied in my own business model. Um, yeah, that's that, that's really, um, you know, how I went through my own journey. Very, very interesting. Uh, I guess it's a, a very much... Well, I wouldn't say it's an overdone topic, but women in tech always fascinates me. I was told, Serena, by somebody recently that I was one of the early women in in technology. I didn't realize that. It made me feel OLD, and I'm not going to say that word out loud. But I didn't realize that when when I was starting in, in the programming field, it was a course I took at a community college. Can you believe that? I had a degree in psychology, but I couldn't find anything to do with it at the time. And somebody said, go take a class in in computer programming and operations. Well, if I tell you the class was made up of young adults who all came from other fields. We had people who started law school and didn't want to be a lawyer. We had people who started med school and they changed their minds. We had people who wanted to be architects and we were all 
fascinated by technology enough to to sit through this class and we were quite an interesting group of people with interesting interests i know that's repetitive but we came from different walks of life and we just dove into this thing called computers and and it wasn't the leading edge but it was certainly early in that part thank you for sharing your journey serena fascinating i want to go around the table one more seat to zohair nimachwala zohair what about you what about your your passion for technology your ideas on on opening up ideas innovation where do you come from and, and what are you thinking about right now Thanks, Bunny. I, I think you, you have a fascinating story. Uh, you know, uh, I'm so excited to hear uh, your journey <laughs> around you. technology and, uh, you know, your background is, is, is so very fascinating. Thank um, you. I think that, uh, you know, this, this I think, the, the human aspect that you mentioned earlier, you know, absolutely, there is a, there is a human aspect to this. Um, look, you cannot have... Uh, you know, satisfied uh, employees, productive employees, if you have processes that are confusing, if you have processes that are mundane, and um, there are things around, you know, information uh, that is causing confusion. Uh, and so businesses have realized that, you know, they, are, they, they realized that it was not just about them addressing the problems uh, of the customer or bringing um, customer-centric solutions, but they needed to look inwards and look at their own employees and how can how can they make uh, their own journey, you know, their own employee journey, uh, more productive and more satisfying. Uh, more satisfied employees lead to more productive employees, and and that's what you know we as technologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, need to remind ourselves day in and day out is that as we are solving these problems, as we are solving these challenges, it's not just about, uh, you know, bringing in revenues. It's also about mm-hmm. providing a meaningful experience, um, you know, to, uh, you know, organizations, employees, and, and what they do day in and day out. Um, and if I may go back to the a conversation we had earlier about transforming processes and and bringing innovative solutions. Um, the way to do this is again look at the human aspect of this and how we can make the employee journey more satisfying, uh, more productive. Uh, that's what process transformation does. That's that's at the heart of process transformation. It allows for collaboration. It allows for free flow of information. It allows for reduction in manual processes and, um, you know, the, the enablement that cloud brings to the table by bringing these AI, machine learning, um, data analytics, these kinds of technologies to the table, it allows businesses to, to quickly take advantage of these technologies, convert them into uh, transformed processes, for their employees, which in turn allows them to serve their customers better and their employees better. And and so I think the human aspect of this, back to your original question, Mm -hmm. uh, I think simply cannot be ignored. It it just is the, the heart of everything that we are talking about over here. 
I I agree. And that's why I'm so happy to speak with the three of you today. I love your energy and your passion for what you do. And that's really what this is all about. I think we can take the topic of digital enablers and talk about human enablers in the digital ecosystem. Can I can I get away with saying that? So here, is that okay? The human you, enablers? You absolutely in- can. I mean, that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, this is, this is exactly what this is, you know. Uh, and what this solution is about, quite frankly, is, yep. you know, the, the human enablement that these technologies bring to the table. Well, thank you very much. You've been very, very gracious in your comments to me. You know, we're at, uh, we have about seven minutes left. We are live here. This is interesting. The three of you are, are just so passionate about this. I'm really enjoying the conversation. And I knew we would cover a lot of ground here. But I'm going to start our predictions round just a little bit early. I usually give my panelists 90 seconds for predictions. But let's take, oh, let's say a minute and a half each. It sounds like very little to you. It's a lot to me when I'm watching the clock. And Serena, we're going to start with you, Serena Chen. Uh, Serena, look into the crystal ball and tell me, where do you think this concept of digital enablers, if we were to have this conversation, let's say 2025, what do you think might change about that? Would we have a different name for it? Would we be so far into tech that you would be able to hit a button on a computer somewhere and it would say, okay, the next 25 technologies that are waiting for you as a human to be enabling are here and you can just pick from a menu, like shopping for, for tomatoes in the grocery store, varieties. Where do you think we'll be in five years? I know we didn't prepare for this, but I, I'm sure you can look ahead. And while you're speaking, we can have Zohair and Hussein thinking about their predictions. So Serena, 90 seconds, they're all yours, go. Yes, um, well, 2025, well, I hope we're, we will be living in a different planet by then. Uh, that's that's what, really what I hope about. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> Very good. Um, and then, um, honestly, uh, you know, when you talk about the names of technology, I'm sure there will be, you know, a, a lot of crazy ideas of the names, but... I, I really, really think the main value is how it changes our way of of communicating, of living, of working. Um, and, you know, what, whatever struggles that people are having in the current, uh, you know, business process or in their operations can be really disrupted. And we will be adapting a, a lot, a whole new concept of how we can work. And I love, love, love this people topic that we, we just talk about in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to build a business model to adapt and disrupt, you need to be disrupt and adapt first. And mm-hmm. and everyone in the organization has to empower itself. And sometimes, you know, this whole thing, it, it doesn't just come from top down, not just the business leaders telling the employee to do what and not to do what, but more about how do you set up the culture so that employee is himself or herself raise their hands and say, I want to do this. I want to change. Mm-hmm. I want to adapt and disrupt. I, I, I think really the people part really um, matters to me. And if, I, if, if you're letting me say what's going to happen in 2025, I can't really tell you exactly what's going to happen, but I mm-hmm. know people's going to change and people's minds are going to change. Thank you, Serena. I have to move around to Zohair. 90 seconds. We're a little bit tight now. But, Serena, I love what you said, and we'll look for you on another planet. Maybe not 2025, but you'll send us communications. <laughs> Zohair Nimichwala, what do you say? Zohair, keep it to 60 seconds, please. Go ahead. Sure. I think, I think I'm think i going to make a bold prediction here, Bonnie. Sure. I think that we're going to look back 
at the first half of this century uh, as the century of productivity and human enablement. I think that, you know, as mm. we look at, uh, you know, revolutions in the past, we could call this a productivity revolution. I think that um, manual processes, uh, everyday processes are going to get rapidly converted into mm-hmm. digitized and automated processes, uh, things that will require uh, little to no human interaction. And instead, um, uh, we will enable um, our customers, our employees, our stakeholders, um, and, and make them a lot more productive and their, their lives a lot more easier. Thank you. Love it. And let's go to Hussein Wag. Hussein, 60 seconds. They're all yours. Go ahead. What do you see? I think uh, I will make two simple uh, predictions. Mm-hmm. One, uh, most of the, the processes and technology will uh, see more and more of cloud, of course. Uh, and I think uh, the second part of it is that uh, processes will be controlled by robots and robots will be controlled by humans. That's my prediction. Uh, and I think uh, uh, also uh, around uh, the, the digitalization of the entire uh, uh, processes uh, we will see a very complex technology model in, in most of the, the businesses, and we will be spending most of our time to, to simplify the, the usage of technology and make the best use of it. Thank you very much. I'm just wondering if you're working at the next desk to a robot in 2025, and the robot wants Friday off next week, and you want Friday off next week. Who HR gives the day off to? I'm just saying. I want to thank the three of you so much. Serena uh, Serena Chen, we'll have to revisit that one. Serena Chen, thank you. Zohair Nimichwala, thank you so much. Hussein Wag, thank you to the three of you. Excellent panelists. I really enjoyed the conversation, and you made it very human while we were talking about digital enablers. And again, a shout Shout out to Malia Aguilar for all of your hard work behind the scenes. Carla Neal at Deloitte as well as Helen Thomas. Thank you. And to my engineer extraordinaire, the man with nerves of steel on the audio board, it's Aaron Keller. Thank you so much. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Remember, we're here live every Friday, and this is the Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve presented by Deloitte. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.